The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to the Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and, put it under, and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. We're moving right along with uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. So this is chapters 5 through 7 of St. Matthew's Gospel. And um, if anything, or if nothing else... I encourage you to take some time to spend with all, all of these three chapters of St. Matthew's Gospel because the, the entire text, uh, Jesus' somewhat lengthy sermon to his disciples is absolutely foundational. It's really, it's really the cornerstone of everything that it means to follow after Jesus because we had last week the Beatitudes, which give us something of a preface to, uh, to what to everything that Jesus is talking about in the Sermon on the Mount, the way of life that he's, that he's sketching out. He's, he gives a bit of a preface. And now, with the gospel passages that we have today, we have a little bit of the transition into what exactly it is that Jesus is going to spell out through the rest of his Sermon on the Mount. And of course, I have some of my students here today, and this passage should be particularly familiar to them because for uh, nearly three months, we prayed this at the beginning of every, day, at the beginning of every class praying through these very words because it is that foundational. It is, these, this is the commission of everybody who proclaims to follow Jesus. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. This is our commission. This is what we are called to. This is what Jesus expects of us. We are to be the light shining in the darkness and we are the salt that is to preserve the, is that we are supposed to be out in the world, preserving the world from corruption and decay in the way that salt does, and, and bringing out the flavors, the, the flavors, so to speak, of the world, the, bringing out the natural goodness that God has imbued the world with, the, the very creation that he has pronounced very good. This is the commission of each and every one of us. And he's giving this in this charter, this, this charter, so to speak, of discipleship for, uh, for following after him. He's giving this as he's going about the Father's will. He's bringing the kingdom to bear, and he, he finds that it's... And, and St. Matthew sets it up so that we can see Jesus as the new Moses. Moses giving the law to Israel. Jesus, the new and the, and the, new and the better Moses, the one who is God himself in the flesh is giving the way of life to God's people, God's chosen people, and he's them, gathering them around himself. Because the way of life that he's sketching out is nothing other 
than the way of life that Jesus led as he walked this earth. This is the way that Jesus lived, and we are called to follow after him in the way that he lived. And so he's calling those who are listening to him, those, those who are his disciples, he's calling them to live out the vocation that was always Israel's. The calling, the charge, the, the, the commission that had always been God's, the commission of God's holy people. That is, to reflect the goodness of God, to, to shine his light into the, into the creation that had been darkened by sin and death. It was through the family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that God wished to, bring this, wished to bring the world back under his just and saving and holy rule that was going to bring light to the world and to bring restoration and healing to that fallen world. And yet, through the course of salvation history, it's the, pe- the people of Israel were not able to live up to that. And we can look back and say, oh, well, you know, shame on them. They couldn't get it right. Well, we know in ourselves that we go uh, day in and day out, or maybe I'm just talking about myself, but I go through life day in and day out and thinking, gee, I dropped the ball. I, I can't get this right. What's wrong with me? But what's new, what's new at work in Jesus is that Jesus is here on the scene bringing God's kingdom to bear. He is living out faithfully the call that was brought to humanity that that nobody else could live out. And it's through the power that he's bringing to bear by bringing God's kingdom into, into life that we are able to participate in that new thing that's going on being gathered by Jesus to himself. We're able, through the commission that he gives us, to finally live up to this commission. We, through our allegiance, through our loyalty, through our faithfulness and trust in Christ Jesus, we're able, finally, to participate in the work that God has set out for us. God has work to do in the world to bring it back into right order, but he doesn't sideline us. He doesn't sideline his image-bearing creatures. Instead, he welcomes us into the project and asks us to reclaim our rightful heritage as his image bearers. And he does it in a way that's new and far greater than we could have imagined because not only are we his image bearers, but now we have new life in Christ Jesus. We're filled with Christ's life and his spirit so that the image that we reflect is not only the image of God, but we are reflecting Jesus himself when we follow the way of life that Jesus has marked out for us. And so we talk about what what does it mean to be salt and light, and we we see the metaphorical uh, value in what Jesus is talking about. But concretely, what does that mean? Well, we got some of that in the first reading from Isaiah the prophet. He's telling us that it means nothing other than sharing your bread with the hungry, sheltering the homeless, and clothing the naked. What are are these? These are acts of generosity. This is giving of oneself in order to benefit the world, to, to bring healing and restoration to the world. It's through the power of generous self-gift that things are, start to come back into their right order. And if that's not enough, this is why it's important to go through the entire Sermon on the Mount, because it's everything, everything in there that Jesus is talking about. Every command that Jesus gives that culminates in do unto others 
as you would have done unto you. We, we speak of that as the golden rule, and we say, okay, well, that's simple. I've heard that before. I, I know what it means. But do we actually take the time to realize what that, what that actually signifies? It's not merely going around about the world and thinking, well, I kind of tolerate everybody, but I don't really like anybody. No, it's the, love, it's the life of love all the way through. Because how do each and every one of us want to be treated? It's that we want to be celebrated. We want somebody to look on us with love. And we have that love. We found that love in Christ Jesus. And that good news, that that love that sustains us, that brings healing to us, we can share that with others. And so be about God's work in the world. And we have this commission by virtue of the fact that Jesus has called us. It's not because we're better than anybody else. I know myself to be significantly worse than a lot of people. I know that I'm dropping the ball all the time. And if I were relying on my own efforts, any project that I would have undertaken would have crashed and burned uh, almost as soon as it began. But it's because we have the power of Jesus working through us, through his Holy Spirit, that we're able to continue his work in the world, and we, don't have, and we do not have to feel, feel this as a burden. Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Because the weight of the world is not resting on, on our shoulders by virtue of this call. It's something that we've been welcomed into. We've been welcomed into the saving work of Christ Jesus in order that we can be brought to flourishing and that we can be brought we can become the people the people that God truly wants us to be the people that are made for greatness the people that are light salt and light and it's actually when we are able to acknowledge ourselves as woefully inadequate woefully unequal to the task of bringing God's light to every dark corner of creation realizing that that call has gone out not just to me, it's gone out to each and every one in this room. That call is going out to the very depth of your heart. And when you realize that, Lord, I can't do that. What do you mean I'm supposed to shine your light? I, 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 can't, get, I can't get the basic things in my life right sometimes. It's then that we realize it's not through our own efforts, but trusting in the power that Jesus brings to bear and that, that he breathes into our hearts, into our spirits. That Jesus, that the power of God can shine through. It's when we, it's when we stop trying to bring everything about on our own efforts and finally allow God to do the work that he so longs to do in the depths of our hearts that we are going to be able to be the people who are salt and light and live up to that commission that Jesus has given us. And truly it's, I, I don't want to say supremely fitting, but it is very fitting that we have this gospel passage today as we prepare to celebrate the baptism of Anthony. Because this is what we're baptized into. At baptism, 
we go down into death with Jesus and are raised to new life, life in the Spirit, filled with the Spirit that leads us into a life of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You've heard it before. And we'll hear it again. Because this is, the, this is the life led by the Spirit. This is the life that is on offer to us through our baptism when we become temples of the living God, the place where heaven and earth meet. And today, as we prepare to celebrate Anthony's baptism, we know that he, baptized into Christ, he too, even in his small way, is the place where heaven and earth meets. When people look on him, in some way, after his baptism, he proclaims the good news that Christ has won the victory over sin and death through his life of generous self-gift. And now that light, through each and every one of us, and soon through Anthony, shines forth and scatters the darkness. <coughs> and so we give thanks for the new life that we have in Christ. We give thanks for the new life that we've received and we're reminded as we celebrate Anthony's baptism that this is the commission that we have all received and that we, can that we look back to and draw ever we, we reflect on it ever deeper and we try and live it out ever more faithfully so that we can truly be the people who are salt and light and that we can truly be the people that are loved all the way through to the very depths of our being, where God lets his light shine even to the dark corners of our heart. And if he can bring that light even there, then through us, he can bring his light to every dark corner of creation. And so we thank God for our, the gift of our new life in Christ, and we thank God as, for the great work that he is about to accomplish in Anthony, bringing the resurrection life to bear in the present and filling somebody else, filling yet one other faithful follower of Jesus with his life, with his spirit, and with his light that scatters the darkness in a world that is in desperate need of the true light of Christ.